Hey, it's Matt here. Before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know about something really exciting coming up for men of any age. From June 1st to 14th, you can get free access to the Off the Rooftop 14-Day Challenge. It's an online challenge designed to raise you up to new levels of sexual integrity. Whether you're struggling with pornography, masturbation, sleeping around, or you just can't get those lustful thoughts under control, this challenge is designed for you. We're going to have prizes, giveaways, and incredible teaching every single day from leaders around North America like Ted Roberts of the Conquer series that's been seen by over a million people, Doug Weiss, the president of the American Association for Sex Addiction Therapy, former porn star Brittany Delamora, Kirk Giles of Promise Keepers Canada, Neil Josephson, the president of Family Life Canada, and even more teachers than that. To register for the Off the Rooftop 14-Day Challenge, go to restoredministries.ca and make sure to share with your friends. We'll see you on June 1st. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Braden Hafner. Welcome back. Braden Hafner here, Matt Klein across from me. Excited today to be with you because we're going to talk about something that is really essential to a healing journey away from pornography. And it's something that Matt and I, we lived out of misunderstanding early on. And what we learned, we want to pass on to you because we think that accountability is one of those important aspects of breaking free and having victory from pornography. It's so essential, isn't it? And it's something that we've learned some really great tips that we want to pass on to you. And that's why this podcast, we're actually going to give you four pro tips to help you move away from pornography. So we're going to break this down. But before we do that, what are some experiences maybe, or what did it look like for you, Matt, with accountability early on in your journey and, and maybe share that, share a little bit about what that looked like. Yeah. When I was younger and starting to get help for, for pornography, I mean, accountability was something that I heard of all the time and everybody is like, get accountability partners and be accountable to somebody and get accountability software and that word is just thrown around and the, the very fact that it is thrown around, it shows how important it is because it is a really important concept and reality to have in your life when you're getting free. But the problem is when you don't know how to have powerful accountability in your life that's actually effective and actually helps you, you kind of get jaded. And I got jaded to the concept after a while because I'm like, well, everybody talks about it and nobody's free. And the guys that I'm talking with about pornography in my own life they're not helping me I mean what's the point of being accountable to somebody if it never helps right and so (laughs) I kind of just started thinking like I'll just do it on my own right like I'll get free on my own and I don't need to be accountable to people and I got jaded to the concept the problem was not the concept the problem was just how we implemented it and we didn't know how to be accountable and and what that looked like and and really, there was not much training on how to be accountable to somebody, but also for the partner on how to help somebody effectively. And so we're excited now to get this out there to share four pro tips for powerful accountability so that in your own journey, you can know how to be accountable to somebody and be accountable for somebody, whether you're the person seeking help or the person being sought out to help someone yeah. who's struggling. And so we're going to go through four pro tips. Should we get going? Yeah, let's get going. And I think that These tips that we're going to share with you, they come from our own experience, what we've learned, the things that we've seen in our own lives, and the frustrations that we encountered. One of the things that we learned pretty early on, I know for myself too, was that when we find accountability or looking for accountability, we often look to the wrong place first. And that usually comes out of misunderstanding. So when we're misunderstanding what accountability is, we look for the wrong people. 
to help us in this journey. And usually it's someone who's on the same level or struggling in the same way that we are. And that's a problem because I'm going to tell you what happens. This is what I did. I found a friend who was struggling with pornography and I'm like, hey, he's a good candidate. Let's become accountability partners. And I approached him and he said, sure, let's do this without understanding what that meant. And every week we would come together, we would talk and share about how our week went. And it would, our conversation often would be, you know, like I looked at porn, I masturbated. Oh, so did I. Okay. We don't know what to do with that. So <laughs> that's where it should, ends. Yeah, that's where it ends. Let's pray for each other. And maybe next week it'll be better. I don't know. We didn't know. So then the following week would come and then we would share. Maybe one of us didn't look that week and the other did and wouldn't know what to do with that either. And then we'd pray. So we'd become this kind of support group without really any support. Yeah. It was just sharing stuff with each other and we didn't know how to break free from porn. We had no clue. So we couldn't hold each other to account to become accountable to one another. So that's why accountability, the first pro tip that we want to share with you is to find a model, not a mirror. Find a model, not a mirror. And I love, I love the phraseology of that. And I hope you're thinking that through and maybe understanding what we're trying to get at here. If you just have a mirror and you're reflecting back on yourself and you're seeing someone identical to who you are, you're not going to be able to break free. You need to have a model, someone who's gone ahead of you, a season ahead of you. And that's something that we've learned and something that we've gathered from just kind of concepts that we've seen in mentoring where you have someone who's a season ahead of you and they can pass on their wisdom to you and show you, hey, this is how you get out of this. This is what you learn from here. This is what you can do the following week to have freedom. And you need someone who can lead you. And if you can't have that, then accountability is going to become a frustrating thing. And you're just going to be grinding your gears. You're going to be banging your head against the wall, kind of like what we did, right? We just were so frustrated. We just thought, hey, accountability, it's not working. So let's get it out of our lives. When really, like you said, we were just misunderstanding the concept and the way we implemented it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's just blind leading the blind. And it's funny looking back because... Everybody in my life, including myself, who would look for accountability, the first people that we would look to to be accountable with was somebody else who was struggling. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think I ever considered looking for someone who doesn't because I, I just didn't know. And so, it, yeah, it's a situation where the blind are leading the blind and, and you don't want to be led by somebody who doesn't know the way out, right? I mean, yeah. if you want to get out of a building and you're being led by somebody who doesn't know how to get out, that's you're never going to get out. So find someone who knows how to get out of the building, find out someone who knows how to get out of pornography who or whatever the sexual behavior is and find someone just that just knows how to get free and stay free and have that person be the person that you lean on because the reality is if they're free, they want to help other people get free because they've gone through the journey themselves and they've been affected. And so I know for myself, I love helping people who are struggling because I, I, I know what that was like and I know what it's like now being free. And so I know that this person can do it. But I used to probably have a little bit of pride because I'd think like I've got some wisdom and I've got some thoughts and things to say. And so even though, you know, I'm not necessarily totally free myself, I could share some things with other people. But what I learned was when I actually got free, the way that I would communicate and the things that I would say were actually so different than what I thought was wisdom before because now it was from experience and now it was from a place of understanding actually what it took to get free, not just vague concepts that I thought were the keys, you know? And so, yeah, you want to get someone who's down the road, who's a model for you, not just a mirror who looks just like you, who's 
in the same fight that you're in, but you want to get someone who's down the road, who's got freedom in their life. And you know, even scripture talks about it in Galatians 6, 1. I love this verse, but it says to the people who are spirit led, it says to you who are spirit led, gently restore those who are caught in sin. But it doesn't say, hey, you who are caught in sin, gently restore those who are caught in sin. It says you who are spirit led, gently restore those who are caught in sin. And so that it, it's just speaking of that concept, like find someone who you want to be like and go to them for help. And, you know, I'm sure that there's people in your life who are free and who, who do want to help. And if there's not, find a pastor, find somebody online. I mean, we've got programs online and other organizations do too. Find a counselor. I mean, there's always people who can, who can help in your life if you just want to do the dirty work and find the person. So find a model, not a mirror. That's your first pro tip. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Our second pro tip, empty the suitcase. Now, we're going to have to unpack this for you. <laughs> <laughs> unpack. Yeah. I like it. Em- the, empty the suitcase. Empty we're talking suitcase. about unpacking. Yeah. Uh, and what that means, this is about disclosure, about telling the truth, about sharing your life. Why we put it this way is because usually how this is what, what occurs when we're trying to share about this is we try to manage it. We try to manage it and keep it secretive in a certain way we don't want people to know everything we'll let them know a little bit but not everything yeah now we're not talking about you go on a rooftop and you shout everything to the world yeah. no we're talking about having proper disclosure healthy disclosure and that includes getting some of this language out of our life that we use to protect ourselves so for instance we'll go to somebody and say hey i, mean, I really struggle with lust well, what does that mean what does that mean right that that's so vague and we do that because the, that vagueness protects us. Yeah. We don't have to share our heart. We don't have to share about the dirty stuff that's going on. And you know what? We get it. This is scary. This is challenging when we share with somebody everything that's happening because we think, oh, hey, you know what? They're not going to think about us in a good way. They're going to think bad about us. And we have these all these excuses in our mind about why we don't want to share with somebody. But we're going to tell you something that those excuses, they're going to hold you back. And you have to be able to find somebody that you can share your life with without them disclosing it to other people and a safe place to do that. But don't use this language like I struggle with lust. Yeah, lust could be like I had lustful thoughts this week or lust could be I slept with three prostitutes. Like (laughs) it could be a range there. Right, right? like lust is so vague, right? And so you want to be general. And what we do as humans is we, we might give a little bit of information that's not so bad so that we can say we're confessing, but that's actually defense mechanism because it's hiding the worst stuff, Mm -hmm. right? And I know this, I've talked to guys who they are sleeping with prostitutes, but they talk about their porn problem because they're willing to be open about the thing that's not as bad so that they're hiding the thing that's worse, right? And so you want to be willing to do a full life disclosure, I call it, and, and not have any secrets and go to someone and be like, this is everything that I've done. And like Brad said, like not from the rooftop, not from a stage, not to everybody. You don't have to go on Facebook and share your story, but find someone in your life who you really will empty the suitcase to. And so you share everything. You go like, I'm watching porn this frequently. I've slept with Mm -hmm. this many people in my life. I'm masturbating when I'm not watching porn. I'm masturbating when I am watching porn. I mean, you share the dirty, dirty details because you want to get specific because then that's opening yourself up to be able to get help. When you're hiding details, you're never going to get help because you're never willing to get free. And that's not just theory. That's very practical stuff you can read in scripture, you can read in books. But also, I've seen that in experience from my own life and from other people working with them. Until you're willing to share everything in your life to at least one or two people, you're never really going to get free. Because you're always hiding something and keeping something in the suitcase. 
Wow, that's, that's such a powerful statement. But it's a true statement. If we are not willing to share and if we're going to hold something back, that's the measure of freedom that we're going to experience. I mean, if we're not willing to give ourselves fully to the process of healing, we're, we're not going to get that healing. Yeah. It's just going to be snippets of it. And we're never going to get a full victory that we're looking for. So part of the reason why you need to share your truth, your whole truth, is it sets the precedent. But not only that, it starts to reveal some of the patterns like that Matt was talking about. Patterns in your life that sometimes we're not aware of. And another person, an accountability partner, can come along and say, hey, have you thought about this? Here's a blind spot maybe you're not aware of. And that when we tell the truth, it opens us up to have people speak into our life in that area. That accountability, that safe accountability to be able to do that. And that's part of healing. When we're truthful about something, we understand what has led us to the activity, the, the porn use, the masturbation, or any other sexual activity. It helps us understand what led us to that point. Versus if you just say, I struggle with lust, you're never going to be able to understand why you're acting out in the way that you are. I mean, you think of it in the analogy of a fire. When firefighters go to a fire, they put the fire out, but then they investigate. Yeah. They look at what caused the fire. You know, was there an accelerant here? What was the cause? Was there a spark? Where was the hot spot in the house? Maybe where the fire really focused its energy. Where was the damage? You break all this stuff down so they understand. And that's what we do. That's what emptying the suitcase is about. Because when we share, hey, I looked at porn and you, you break down the specificity of that. You're able to look at and investigate what led you to that point. You're able to understand so that the next time you see the patterns in your life and you can move away from it. Well, there's a verse in the Bible uh, that, that kind of speaks to this. And Solomon, really wise guy, he was looking down on this street, this dark street. And he noticed a young man at the beginning of that street. And he knew what this guy was doing. He was speaking about how this young man was struggling with this internal wrestling of temptation to walk down the street because in that street, there was this woman, this adulteress who was going to tempt him and lead him astray. Yeah. Now Solomon saw this happening. He saw this young man doing what he was doing, take himself out of that situation and see all the angles where this young guy though, he's sitting at the beginning of the street and he, all he can think about is the temptation, the lust that he's going through in that moment of, to go to this woman. And eventually he makes the choice, yeah, I'm going to go down this street. And he didn't really, in that moment, understand what led him to that point or why yeah. he was going down the street. He was basically a slave to his internal desire. Yeah. And he just went down there and eventually he, he went in with this woman. Solomon was able to see this from a different angle. And that's what accountability does. Yeah. Someone sees our life from a different point of view, a different vantage point, And they can say, hey, what were you thinking about in that moment? Yeah. Why did you walk to that street? What was happening an hour before that or a day before that? They can help us with that. And that's why being truthful, that enables that accountability to be able to share with us and help us to know why we were standing at the beginning of that street and what led us to that point. Yeah, I remember um, sharing everything in my life with Braden, And just I told him one time that, that the first time I ever got touched sexually was in a hotel room. So then later on, I was just sharing the times where I got tempted most, the places where I get tempted. And I'm like, man, when I'm away and I'm in hotel rooms, the temptation kind of seems to creep in a little bit more than normal. And Braden said to me, he's like, oh, hotels. He's like, wasn't that the first time that you ever got touched? And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that's true. And so it's something that I knew where I got tempted. I knew where my first experience was, but I never put the two together. But I was willing to share everything, like the details, like the places, the times, what happened, 
with Braddon and then he was able to see it from the point of an accountability partner and able to put it together. So now I can be more on guard and I can deal with that in a more effective way. So so it's cool. And I want to encourage you just not to belabor this point, but God is really for you. And this concept of emptying the suitcase, it's a biblical principle. It's a biblical concept. God doesn't want you to be weighed down by the things that are in your life. And so he wants you to get them out. But there's a story in Joshua 7 that I think it really speaks to this powerfully because Joshua's army was going to go win a war against this other army that was way smaller than them. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, oh, this would be no problem. I'm going to go win this war. And they went, but they got demolished. Like the, the smaller army just crushed them. And they were like, what's happening? And Joshua gets down on his face and he's crying out to the Lord and he's praying like, what's happening? Where are you? Why did this happen? And God goes, why are you praying? He's like, get off your knees. He's like, there's sin in your camp. And so he's like, go deal with the sin. And so then Achan comes and Achan's the guy that sinned. And he goes, man, it's true. He's like, I've sinned against the Lord and this is what I've done. And what he doesn't do is he doesn't give a generality like, hey, I struggle with lust. He gets specific. And he's like, when I saw this beautiful robe, I took 200 shekels of silver and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels. I coveted them and I took them and they're hidden inside my tent with the silver underneath. I mean, he gets specific, right? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't just go like, oh, I coveted something in my heart or I stole some stuff. Like he gets specific about how much, where they are, where he took them from, what they weigh, like everything, right? And so what's interesting though is after that, God is like, okay, now go back to war. Now I'm going to deliver the people into your hands. And so when we're willing to empty our suitcase and be open with this stuff, God will then work on our behalf and whatever is holding us back in our life or whatever we want to maybe move forward into that God is calling us into, he's all of a sudden then going to work overtime on our behalf and deliver the enemy into our hands, so to speak, because we're now willing to be open and honor him with being open. So point number one, find a model, not a mirror. Point number two, empty the suitcase. And the third pro tip for powerful accountability that we want to give is use someone else's muscles. So the thing that happens to us typically when we're trying to manage an addiction like pornography is we want to do it on our own and in the quiet of our own life. We don't want to share it with anybody and we assume that we can do it in our own strength. But the problem with pornography, it is not an addiction that you can beat on your own. Addiction can't be beat on your own. You need to do it in community. So the lie that you tell yourself is I can do this on my own. So you're, you're going to hide from people, right? You're going to isolate yourself because you don't want anybody to know. Yeah. But we get wounded in community, but we also get healed in community. We need to be healed in community. And that means that we need to walk with other people and help them. And not only as we're helping others, they help us. And so that's why community is so important in the journey that we have towards health. So that's why use somebody else's muscles. We need to look to other people as well. And that doesn't mean that we become codependent on somebody else. But this is part of the journey. You need to invite other people into this. And that's where you bring accountability in. They're going to be able to pray with you, help you, talk to you through this, give you those blind spots and those those areas that we need to be aware of, like we said in the two other tips before. But we need to use other people in the fact that they have strength brought forward in their understanding, but they're going to provide that support for us. And that's why we say use somebody else's muscles. You need community. That's what this is about, community. Yeah, and the reality is when when we're struggling, I mean, we do have shame in our life. We've got guilt in our life. We feel down sometimes. So you got your model. You don't have a mirror. You've got your model. And that's someone who's further down the road and they're giving you advice. 
but you've also got to use their muscles because there's going to be times where you just feel weak and you got to be willing to be vulnerable and open with Mm -hmm. them emotionally and just go like, I don't think I can do this. I don't think I want to keep fighting. I'm full of shame right now. Like this is what I feel about myself. And they're going to be able to speak truth into you. And like Braden said, like pray for you and just be your comfort in times when you really feel weak. And so to use someone else's muscles is to say like, don't isolate yourself physically, but also don't isolate yourself emotionally and not open up about how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because there's part of this is explaining the things that you've done, the emptying the suitcase and like these are the different ways that I struggle. But also part of this is going even deeper into how you feel and using someone else's muscles to to lift you up when you're feeling down. Because in your journey of getting free, there's always times where you feel bad about yourself or you feel like you're not worthy. And so you want to use somebody else's perspective, to use another word, on your life or perspective on your battle and your journey. Because a lot of times we'll take three steps forward and take one step back and we'll feel like, oh man, I'm just back at the beginning. But we're not. And so we need someone else's perspective to be like, no, you're making progress. You just took a step back. That's okay. Just keep on you know, moving forward and today's a new day. So be willing to be open with people emotionally and use someone else's muscles and that is an, a crucial part to accountability. Oh, I was so huge in my own journey too, because there was days like you were talking about where you just feel really down. And you know what's interesting about moving away from an addiction is there's days where maybe you're doing better. Maybe you're not acting out and looking at pornography, but that's usually the times that you feel really bad and down in the dumps because yeah. you remove this coping mechanism from your life and you have that's to right. face your junk. And someone who can walk with you in that point is so important because they can say, hey, you're doing great. You know, keep doing what you're doing. Keep moving forward in this. Even though you feel really bad, you know, we're here with you. We're walking with you. We're praying with you. And this is just part of it. This normal. This is a normal aspect to the healing journey. And if you don't have somebody that can share that with you, that can help you in those moments that you need, that kind voice, or even a kick in the butt a little bit, right? Then we just feel so lonely and we don't feel like we can we can move past this so we need somebody like even when we were talking about in that other that other story about solomon someone who can look down kind of on our situation and be able to see the different aspects of it and help us through it because if we don't get that then like matt was saying it's like the blind leading the blind and we need somebody else to to really encourage us and help us move forward so use somebody else's muscles that's point three And the other aspect, kind of like 3A and 3B here, is to use God's muscles because God's strength is obviously (laughs) bigger and better than any of ours. Mm -hmm. And so we've got this concept that how God created the world is that he made us for community. And so we need to rely on other people, but we also need to rely on him. And I don't think that God even enables us to get free from, from anything, from pornography or anything else, or at least to stay free if we're not fully reliant on him. And so I think that I always, I always encourage people by saying like, this is an incredible opportunity for you to learn about intimacy with Jesus. And I remember there was a time where I was really struggling. I was in my bed and full of temptation and wanting to masturbate. And I just remember feeling like God was like right there with me. Like he was in the room, like he was hugging me. And I felt like so close to him in that moment. And so it's a time to really like learn intimacy with him and cry out to him in those times and be like, God, I feel weak right now, but like, give me your strength and, and go into the scripture and talk to other people. Like, how do you experience God's strength in your life and learn how to, you know, use his strength? Because if you can come out of this knowing Jesus better and be more intimate with him and close with him, it's going to propel you into a life of freedom rather than getting free, but like kind of worrying about whether you're going to relapse and slip back. 
I mean, use someone else's muscles and use God's muscles at the same time and have this be an incredible opportunity to learn how to do that in a way that you've never experienced. That was a great point to add on to that for sure. So use somebody else's muscles, but not only that, we need to rely on God. He has the ultimate strength for us and he has to be the main source of that strength. So great point in that. The last point that we want to, or pro tip we want to give you is partner with software. Super practical. Partner with software. Partner software. Now you might be thinking, what do you mean by software? Well, there's a lot of great accountability and blocking software out there that you can put on your devices. So things that will give reports back to your accountability partner and let them know what your activity online is. And this is really important. Now, there's some misconception about this though, isn't there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, we think that this is going to be the key, the only thing, the tool to, to break us free from pornography. And a lot of guys, you and me both have seen this, yeah. have relied 100% on accountability software, hoping that that's the thing that'll do it. But you know what? It doesn't. Yeah. Because that's not what it's intended to do, right? That's right. It's, it's intended to be a tool that you use in concert with all these other things we're talking about. And we've seen guys that have accountability software, but it, the reports aren't getting sent to anybody. That's right. <laughs> they just yeah. have it on there and it doesn't do anything, but they take, well, I got that box checked off, so I'm good, but you're not good. You need to use it with accountability. It isn't the only thing that you need. It's part of a, a bigger picture here. Yeah, exactly. And so it's it's not the only thing. It's part of a bigger picture. But at the same time, when you have it, you're you're in the game. Like I always say, th- this is kind of the first thing that you've got to do because it's so easy. It's so practical. You can set it up in like less than an hour or half an hour or whatever it is. And once you do it and you're paying 15 bucks a month for software to monitor your internet usage and your activity and your reports are getting sent to somebody or a few people, now you're in the game. When you're fighting against having software, you're kind of like, well, am I doing this or am I not doing this, right? Like you're not as serious. And so you've got to have that software on your on all of your devices. And when you do that, now you've got to work on your mindset around it because a lot of people, like Braden's saying, they think wrongly or they, they don't understand how to use it because they think like, okay, I've got it, but I can always get around it. Mm-hmm. And so when they see the software on their phone or, or computer, the first thing they think when they're tempted is like, okay, how do I get around this? <laughs> yeah. We want to change that thinking to like, okay, now I see this software. Now this is one more thing that's like screaming at me. Hey, I'm an obstacle in your way because you want to get free, right? And so we can change our brains and our way of thinking that when we see something, we get triggered to think a certain thing. Instead of seeing the accountability software on our devices and immediately thinking, okay, how can I get around this? I'm gonna get around it right now. We can train our minds to every time we see it, we go, okay, this is something that's encouraging me to get free. This is something that's that's getting in the way so that I have like a few more seconds of logical thinking so that I can escape. And so maybe it's a, to be practical, maybe you see the software on your device and you go, every time I see that, I'm going to shut down my browser and I'm mm-hmm. going to pray for 10 seconds. Maybe when I see that, I'm going to go to the other room and I'm going to leave my computer yeah. and I'm going to, you know, read something in my a note in my phone that I've written that encourages me to keep on my journey. And so you've got, you've got to have like a, a set thought in your mind that when you see the software and then it will trigger you because then you're partnering with the software yeah. um, to move towards freedom, not just like, okay, I'm going to get around this and stay right. in my struggle. A lot of guys that we've talked with, the problem that they run into, and you know what? I was like this too. I'll put my hand up on this one. It became just an obstacle that I did try to get around. 
And eventually, if you try really, really hard, you can. That's why this needs to be a partner with you and a partner in your journey with accountability. If you just view it as an enemy to be overcome, it eventually will be overcome by you so that you can look at porn. And that's not how you should view it. It has to be set up with accountability so that it's working with you, not against you. And part of the thing with porn that we need to understand is that we have to cut the source off. I mean, if we have access, unlimited access to pornography, wherever we are, we're going to go to it. Yeah. Eventually we will go to it. Yeah. I mean, we have this addiction, this struggle. So we're wired, hardwired in our brain that we're trying to rewire that and our brain can be rewired. We'll talk about that more in a different podcast, but we're wired to go to this thing. So if we have easy access, we're definitely going to go there. So this is one of those things that we need to have in place so that we cut the, the, the source off, at least limit it so that our accountability knows what we're looking at. But at the same time, like Matt said, it's a trigger for us and understanding, hey, I'm in the battle here. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm making a choice. And one of the things even for you, for those of you out there that are married, this is kind of one of those rallying cries that you can give to your spouse to show them a tangible thing to show them that, hey, this is something that's serious for me. I'm going to take a step. Our family is more important and I'm going to make sure that I put this in place. So I'm showing you and I'm even showing myself that I'm in the battle. I'm making a choice, an active choice to break free from this. And that's one of the things that this can be used for as well. You show your spouse, like for my wife, when she understood that I put accountability software on all her devices, she feels more safe understanding that I'm putting her above my addiction. Right. And I'm putting God above my addiction. I'm actively pursuing health. If I don't have anything protecting it and I'm just saying, oh, don't worry about it. I'll be strong enough. That's not going to show that we're really serious about this. So this is another aspect. It's a, it's one of those rallying cries, one of those things that we can safer from ourselves, but not only that, show the people around us that we do care and that we do want to make a change in our life with this. So partner with this and utilize this in that way and not have that understanding. And that's going to be something that is key for you in your journey towards health. So partner with software. That's right. And and so we we use Covenant Eyes, both of us. We mm-hmm. use Covenant Eyes software on our devices. And, and you can get 30 days free on Covenant Eyes. And you can use the promo code RM30. It's Restored Ministries 30 days. So RM30. And if you enter that in, you'll get uh, 30 days free and you can install it on all your devices. You don't have to pay for a month. And after that, I think it's 15 bucks or something like that. But that's a super easy step. And so if you don't have that, go to Covenant Eyes or find a software that works for you and get that on because that's, I mean, you yeah. just, you got to have that. So. And one thing I'll say about that too is we've seen people use the excuse of cost to not do it. To say $15 a month. Well, I can't afford that. We're going to say something to you right now. I understand that even in times where right now that finances are a little bit tough, but your loss of productivity and loss of other aspects of your life based out of a porn addiction, the cost is far greater than $15 a month. Yeah. So invest in this. This is an investment in your life. This is an investment to break free, to show your family, your legacy. It isn't just about, you know, $15 coming out of your bank account every month and like, oh, that hurts a little bit. It's far greater understanding that this is moving me towards healing and health that will affect my future in a far greater way than the money. You won't miss the money. Yeah. You really won't. So don't use that as an excuse. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah. I probably was a little bit like that too. Oh, yeah. I don't want to spend that kind of money. <laughs> you know what? Don't let that be the obstacle and the reason why you don't get accountability software. 
Absolutely. So I hope this helps. You can listen to this podcast anytime. You can share it with somebody who you are accountable with. And even in the future, if people come to you and they want you to hold them accountable, you can always come back to this podcast and share the four points with them. Find a model, not a mirror, empty the suitcase, use someone else's muscles and partner with software. So you guys have a great day and we'll chat next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.